I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. We have a lot to get into on today's episode, including the NFL draft, which is just, what, 48 hours away at this point. We've got some Facebook Q&A we're going to answer. We've got play of the week, as always, uh, but we're going to start with the usual. We're going to start with what's on your mind. So, Lou, we will uh, we'll start with you today. What's on your mind? Really, I wanted to get a check-in with you guys on F1. I just want to see how you're feeling about the season so far. That's really been where my energy is. I've been thinking about selling some of my cards now that I have, like, I feel I have too many F1 cards now, so I need to figure out what I'm trying to do with that. So I want to get a feel from you guys on drivers. I know Tyler's been finally watching a little bit. I know Ryan's been watching, obviously. So I just want to get a feel from you guys on how you're how you're thinking about 2022 and beyond, really. I really enjoy it, obviously. I'm excited to see if Mercedes turns it around. Like, I'm hoping that happens. I would love to see... Uh, Lewis and George both compete towards, you know, down the stretch. Um, Lewis finishing, what, 14th last weekend. It just, I mean, George top four. And I think he's finished. I think I saw something the other day. I, I retweeted it. it. said George has finished top five in all four races. Yep, um, only driver to do so. <laughs> so like that. Yeah. So George is doing well. I'm just so surprised by Lewis. Um, I mean, as hard as it, as I, as this is to admit, like Charles is, or uh, Max is like, I just think he's going to win again. Like I, I like Leclerc. I really want Leclerc to win Leclerc, or somebody on Mercedes at this point. Like, uh, but it, it just, it looks like it's going to end up being max. Like I, I just have this feeling that they're going to, they're going to pull away with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it, Miami's in seven. Yeah. I mean, 10 days at this point. So ready for that, but yeah, still, still focused. Ty, you've been a new viewer. Lewis Hamilton conceded. He basically conceded, yeah. I mean, he's like 60 points off the lead or something, so he's definitely not winning this year. That's for sure. He's not wrong about that. Yeah, so I, I feel good. I mean, to be in a weird way, it kind of makes me happy. I think over the next – when I see it, I don't know if Max is going to have just like overall staying power, a lot of what we talked about in the beginning of the season. I'm excited because I think a couple other guys – it's not just this two-man band is what I think the beginning of the season has shown. And for me, that's exciting because I'm able to pick up on some new storylines and narratives as they're happening for everyone. I'm excited to go in two weeks and continue to just immerse in the whole scene of it all. I'm excited. To, it'll be my first race ever seeing it live. I mean, my Dane, I'm just a Magnuson guy. Danes he, are hot. It's actually, it's unbelievable how he's like competing every week. Danes are hot. They are Mark as a country hot. is hot. Uh, as a country and that's where i'm at so i'm what's the I'm capital of denmark it. copenhagen oh okay i knew that and i'm like 87 i say that with 87 percent confidence it might be one of those things where there's like a weird little small village that's named like the capital and like then you just get buried in the comments but you know you live with that um <laughs> that's my answer to your f1 question <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I agree. It's been a really interesting year. It's been. It's actually like as a newer viewer, it's an, as a newer fan of the sport, it's been interesting. Like you have like Yuki doing well, George is doing well. Like Ryan was saying, like you know, Mags, like people like Ricardo. Not yeah, Ricardo is struggling obviously, but like Lando's even pushing his way back up now. It's been like a really. It's definitely. It feels like Charles versus Max for the for the championship, but in general, it feels like there's some more movement up in the top ten a lot, which is good. I mean, we're like. Is this one of those things where it's like a few years ago when you know you've got a lot of the young talent, you got Allen, you got Mahomes, you got some of these young guys coming out and just That's what I was getting and then you got here comes touchdown Tom, you know at the end of the <laughs> at, at the end of the year you're like hey man this guy just won't go away and you know here comes Lewis and Mercedes storming back or is this one of those things Lewis is going to ride in the sunset and take his his uh his career and call it quits when it's all said and done this year. Yeah, totally. And like, I just, from a card perspective, right? Like it's been, I, I jump around in the Facebook group, I look on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Like every single driver is, has action on them. Like there's not a single driver other than like Stroll, I would say probably who like, where like people are buying their cards, which is great. And I think that's good for the, for the sport in general, where there's a lot of young guys who have a lot of fans, especially in the card world. Definitely saw the land Stroll, uh, first year Chrome Saf- Sapphire Aqua, uh, HJ95 or HJ9 for you know cost of shipping the other day. Uh you did? Yeah, I mean it was on bids. I don't remember what it sold for. I can try to find it, but it went like I think it went for like eight dollars. Um so. yeah, to be frank, I just don't know what to do about someone like Lance Straw who just has no future in the sport and is not gonna yeah. be competing anytime soon. He's just a sitting duck right now. He's just a complete sitting duck. He he crashes every week. He's the worst probably the worst driver on the grid. Like it's just not great. Yeah. Who and who's he racing for? Uh, Aston Martin, I think. Pretty sure it's Aston Martin. Do we have a reason why? Why he's not good? Why he's racing for them if he's not good? Didn't he get in because of his dad? I'm pretty sure it's a nepotism thing. It's a F1 it's loves a beautiful sport. That's why I was wondering. F1 like, loves there's nepotism. No, yeah, there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like pomp and sir. It, it's WWE. <laughs> it's it's all like if your dad has enough money to run the team, you can get in the car whatever anyway so that's that's my that's what's on my mind this week yeah red said something to me the other day she's uh, i don't know i think we were watching the race and she's like she said something about like did you know george russell got in because his dad's really rich in like england or something i'm like that's how a lot of this sport is it's like a lot of these guys just have super super well it's not like a basketball where you just pick up a ball and play outside like this is it's an expensive sport i'm sure to, to get your foot in the door you have to like build a golf car build a go-kart which is not a cheap endeavor i would imagine uh because you t- what do you mean for like at, like just coming up in the yeah years, the, like- the amateur stuff is like go-karts and then they and then they start to upgrade the car they get into real cars little by little but to get into a go-kart and drive a go-kart and build a go-kart is an expensive endeavor situation it's not yeah, yeah it's not and, up and even people that have the money are like yeah well like my great nephew's cousin like, yeah let's throw him in there yeah, if you're an old rich guy in England, you're like, all right, well, I have my great grandson or my grandson who likes likes to race versus this person who also likes to race but is good. I'm gonna pick my grandson. Like that's obvious. All right, Ty, what's on your mind? What's on my mind is this is always one of my favorite times of year. To be frank, I I think as a sporting fan or as a degenerate, one may just say the combo of NHL and NBA playoffs. Uh, like in the like the month of May just has a lot of every night action. Right now, there's three competitive NBA games on every night that are playoff. 
Then we got NHL coming off the back of that. Golf, warm weather. Champions League's on today. We might get City-Liverpool Champions League final, which would be crazy. Liverpool's been sick. Divac Origi had an unbelievable <laughs> weekend uh, for Liverpool playing against Everton. And my Chris Kreider collection continues to grow. Just pop this bad boy open. Let's go. Pretty excited about that. Is that from Ice? That's, uh, yep, that's Ice. That is BGS 9.5. 99 of 99. Pretty excited about that. Love to see it. And, uh, yeah, we opened up, uh, or we got access to what is like a little pop-up space on Hudson for 1.37 p.m. We'll have a little shop there for the next three months. And so, yeah, that's what's on my mind. And I'm happy that you were able to join us this morning, Ryan. I know you had a lot yes. of travel going on, and I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Cannot do this show without you, Ryan. Wouldn't miss it. Yeah, it, uh, I would I would definitely uh, you know, just repeat what you said. I think the next not only for playoffs, but especially for cards, like I think the next six to eight weeks are gonna be really interesting. I mean, you're you've got a lot of major we've been talking about it for so long, it's finally coming, you know, to fruition, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, you know, with Prism Football, NT Football, Flawless, Optics, Select. Then you start getting into the new guys, right? The 2022 stuff, as we're going to talk about the draft here in five minutes. Uh, you know, you're going to have some of their first stuff coming out here, like Prism Draft Picks. And then you'll start getting into some of the college Panini products um, before too long. So, yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, that's all going to be fun as a football football guy. And then you're going to get into, you know, Ty Wenda's uh, EPL season close four weeks. End of May, right? Right. So you've, you've got that. No, select uh, Jay. So Jason asked in the chat, is select and prison coming out the same day? No, select football got pushed back to June. I think it's June 23rd at the moment. Prison football is currently May 11th. Um, Panini would, as is, is much as they may be behind on that, they would never put two of the top five or six biggest releases on the same day. So that cardboard connection thing was wrong. It was just early, right? Panini just, when they put it out there, they're like, hey, this product's coming. When they start soliciting it from, uh, you know, distributors from it. They're like, hey, this product's coming out. And then they just adjust it accordingly. So I think Got the date it. I saw it is not 5.11. No, it's like June 23rd, I think, is when I saw it. Interesting. Um, okay, but Prism first. Yeah, Prism first, May 11th. Um, but yeah, but you got, you know, EPL <clears throat> closing here. Hockey playoffs are about to start. I think they start May 15th, May 14th. Uh, basketball playoffs, you know, and as those things come to a close, you'll be 30 days away from the national. So it just, yeah, I think there's a lot of lot of lot of action happening right now, and I think that's exciting. So, yeah, good. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good couple good couple months. Fired up. NFL draft, probably honestly a top five sporting event for me of the year. Like I grew up like watching all of the days of the NFL draft. I love it. That's I love college football. It's always been my favorite sport. Will always will be my favorite sport. So sitting down and watching you know, the sixth and seventh and eighth round guys getting picked and watching Mr. Irrelevant getting selected when Chad Kelly's asleep on the couch as he gets picked by the Broncos. Um, yeah, I just... That is an all-time moment. All-time moment. Kind of underrated. Yeah, all-time moment. Gets picked, you know, John Elway. Drafts him. On the couch. Just, just sleeping there. Just <laughs> knocked out. Just lights out for... Lights out and away we go here, Chad Kelly. Lights out and away uh, we go. You know, I hate to see it. Uh, but yeah, NFL drafts coming up. So 
just wanted to, you know, see what's on your guys' mind as, as Jets fans. I'm sure you guys will be picking in the top 10 next year as well. So I'm just not sure if you guys, you know, care who you get this year or if you're more focused on next year at this point. Yeah, right. I mean, like of your 14 teams, which ones are you most excited about for the draft? Like, you got your Bengals, your Browns, your Patriots, your Rams. <coughs> Who else? I can't your Jags. Yeah. Jason your Bo Bucks. Jackson team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for the draft. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of action up front. Don't you, don't you think it's better? I'm not sure how much you paid attention to the draft. Don't you think that NFL draft is a more fun process when there's not uh, like multiple QBs right at the top? You don't think it's you think it's less fun? No, absolutely not. No. Yeah, as somebody that's invested in sports cards, like five quarterbacks in the first thirteen picks is never a bad thing. Um, I, I think what it will what this will entail is just complete uncertainty. You just have no idea who's going to like. There's not a clear number four pick. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a clear number one pick. I don't think there's a clear number two pick. Like, I, I it's pretty open. Sure, sure. Yep, agreed. Um, and I think that, I think that's fun, but yeah, just for, from a card perspective, right? Like, you know, you look back, when's the last time we've had a really like not very good quarterback. 15 class? was the first shit. I can't 15 is probably the first example, but 13 is probably the more notable one. Like 15, you got Mariota, Winston, Todd Gurley, uh, Cooper, David Johnson, like, eh, not very good. 13 has got Barkley, Geno Smith, EJ Manuel, like, ugh. I mean, the best guy from that class at this point is either DeAndre Hopkins or Travis Kelsey. Yeah, 15 is not even a good one because the first two picks are quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, just those guys didn't pan out. I mean, Winston's at least still playing. So is Mariota. Yeah, sure. Fair. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, 13's got no real quarterbacks. You got DeAndre Hopkins, Le'Veon Bell, like I said, Kelsey. Yeah, I just think it's a more fun process as like a viewer and like a fan of the NFL. Like, I, I think there's a lot of interesting prospects, so it's going to be like a fun night. And I think it might be a long night, too. I'm with Rye. A long night. Yeah, I just like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at it. It looks like a lot of defensive guys, cornerbacks, line guys. Like Aiden Hutchinson is like... I don't know. Maybe for me, just like the exciting like player going up there up top. But yeah. Shout out to somebody the other day that said Aiden Hutchinson was better than both of the Bosa brothers. My man Aiden Hutchinson, I saw on Saturday, had four and a half sacks in his first three years in college. I mean, just to compare him to the Bosa brothers or Chase Young is just... I mean, he's a good player. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's pretty good, right? So what are you Great talking player. about? Like, Great they're, player. Are all top- he's like a baby Bosa brother. Absolutely. What? Like a fair, a, a fair assignment. Mm, like a... Like a cousin, he ate the big like team a, alive last year. Like, I don't mm, really know what you're talking about. It's probably... One year. Probably just, he's like... Not everyone can do, do it that, for three. Right? I'm just so he's not better than the Buster Brothers. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted to get. Thank you, Lou. Thank you so much. Um, that's George guys is they one. That's, that feels yeah. good. Thanks, George guys is they one. The Bosa Brothers are like. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I'm a little bit over the Bosa Brothers. Yeah. Ty, just because they're definitely dominant. Mm, they're dominant. So is Chase. Do you know the rumors about Chase Young getting traded on Thursday? Why? There was a little bit of smoke around a Chase Young trade into for a, they want to go into the top five. Wonder who has a top five pick available and is the looking for defensive end. Nope, that's <laughs> that's a baseball team. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Michael Parsons is that's a better player than both the Bosa brothers. 
Micah Parsons is a stud. I'm not sure he's better, but uh, Micah Parsons is. I'd rather have Micah Parsons over Aiden Hutchinson for sure. Micah Parsons, I picked him for defensive rookie of the year, Ty. So don't act like I was sleeping on Micah Parsons. He was supposed to be a Buckeye in the first place if he didn't get on the game day set in Columbus against Penn State, which is the silliest rule ever. My man got on game day set and they didn't let any other recruits in there. So Ohio State had to stop recruiting him. He was crystal ball to Ohio State. Until until he wasn't. Supposed to be a Buckeye. Go back and look up. Okay. Michael and Parsons. Justin yeah, Fields was committed to Penn State would've, too. Would have been in the same category as the Bozer brothers instead. I know. He's better. Yeah. Like he's fourth high. grade. No. Like fourth he was grade. literally committed in the same way Michael Parsons was. So relax, guy. All right. Your former coach that won national championships <laughs> is going to end up in jail. Hey. Chill. Cool. Chill. All right. Chill on yeah. herbs. Yeah, you do hate, hate to see it. It's mean, a ticking time bomb for yeah. y'all. We're we're Ryan uh, yeah, Day. We're away. Ryan Day school now. That guy stinks yeah. too. Gosh, I mean, come on, he's a loser. <laughs> he is come a loser. on, man. Uh, real quick, who uh, who's going number one? Hutch. You think Hutch? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I when think. you're the number one, though, like pretty much the entire time from the minute the season ends until up until the draft process, and then the week before it becomes somebody else, that usually means you're the guy to begin with. I'm a big Hutch guy. I think he's a, you know? he's a real player. Me too. He's the highest floor, yeah. I think, of all the guys at the top, so that's why he goes number one. Who's the best wide receiver in the draft? At the top? Chris Olave. No, definitely not. No, I know Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, yeah. Not Garrett Chris Olave. Wilson. Chris, Garrett Chris Olave is not better one. than Jamison Williams. Yeah. I like Chris Olave a lot. He's going to be a star. Jameson I like Olave Williams too. Be it's probably Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jamison Williams. Uh, I would just... I, I haven't watched enough take, tape on Drake London or know much about him. To, People like to that guy. Of course, player. I'm not a I'm not a tape watcher either. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I, apparently Drake London is a very good player. Big body. Yeah, like, I just had never heard of him for, before six months ago. You just That's fair. I would love to take Jameson Williams as a yeah. Jets fan, but I just don't foresee them doing that. Come Thursday, right? Thursday night's over. It happens. NFL drafts happens. Who do the Jets take with their first two picks? What do the Jets do? Kayvon Thibodeau at number four. And I think they trade out of number 10. And then I don't know what happens they after trade that. So it's hard out. to say. They trade out. Yes. I think someone trades in for one of the quarterbacks at number 10. We get out, go to like 15 to 20-ish and take somebody there. Is the 10 the first spot then, Lou? Because I was going to ask you both this. Is 10 the first spot you see a quarterback? Mm-mm. Before There'll be one before that too. Two in the top 10? I think so. I think... The Jets keep it and take two skill players. Like offensive guys? Well, I guess co- I'm thinking corner. Like I, I definitely think Sauce. they're taking a wide receiver at 10. So one of the top 10 picks is, is, is a playmaker. Uh, yeah. Is a wide receiver. A wide receiver. And, yeah. I, and it might be. Ty, do you, have, do you have a preference? Probably Wilson if he's. There he might be gone, but I, they need a they need a young dude. Like after you see Burrow, it's not like they played together, but if you stick a fast, young, hungry wide receiver with Wilson, it I think it's really important for the quarterback. You know, yep. like even veterans, you can bring in good veterans, this that what have you, but there's just something with two young guys going out and being like, we got this, and and I've watched, I've been, I've been devastated by those two Ohio State wide receivers for a good amount of time now to know that they are good and they have swag and they're young and hungry and I'd like to see one of them on the Jets because Wilson can throw that ball deep. It'd be nice if we still maybe had a taste of Robbie Anderson, but 
you know. Yeah, what about Debo, boys? Like, let's get focused on Debo. That's you you really home. think so? No, I don't. I think DK might. That think. would be super cool. I would. I mean, but even that, like, I'd almost want the younger rookie contract wide receiver. That's a that's a perspective yeah. to have. I Are would, you giving up a first, second, and third for Debo? You're not. It wouldn't cost that. But uh, I have said I would do ten, thirty-eight, and sixty-nine for him. But I don't think it would cost that. But I would do that. You're just looking for somebody that's like that explosive. You just time. like my general perspective on the Jets is like you have another, you have two more years max with Zach that you have to decide if he's good or not. And if you're not going to give him all what all he needs, then it's yep. not fair to him. So you might as well just go for it. Or you have to reset anyway. You're going to build all these linemen for the next guy. And Who cares? Even, like you have to reset idea. it anyway. So yep, yep. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Uh, how many QBs go in the first round? Three. Corral, Willis, Pickett. I can't say that with confidence. I don't know enough. You think two? I'm not sure. Who's the number one guy? Malik Willis. Oh, yeah, Malik Willis, you're right. Were you going to say Kenny Pickett? I was, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm Malik sorry. Willis is the, the lone top ten pick. Pickett. Yeah, Ty's not a, Ty's not a quarterback prospect ranking well, kind look, of guy. I've watched Kenny Pickett play. No, Kenny that's like Pickett a real, that, screams yeah, that like shot. those tall white dudes that, that the Broncos were like drafting for a couple years. Now. That's Lynch. what I mean. Like, what are we Back. talking Shout about? Shout out to the USFL. I've watched the guy. He's, oh, he, he can throw the biscuit. I don't see him coming. I view it as when you lose a lot of games in your college career, it's very hard to go on and win a ton of games in the NFL. Joe Burrow was a winner. At the highest level. Big games, big moments, whole career. This guy Kenny Pickett's been bouncing around Pittsburgh. I agree wholeheartedly. I saw something the other day. It was like, how does Georgia go from having the best defense like in the history of college football to people who are questioning their prospects? And it's like these guys like we everyone talks themselves out of these players who are just obviously yeah. good and it makes no sense to me. Deshaun Watson's like example. Yeah, like one. guy just so won. Like, just won. You put him on the field, yeah. he wins. And there's something to that, I think. And the mindset is very real. And I don't know, what was Pickett's college record? Probably wasn't as good as it should have been. That's safe like to he say. Played well, but who did he? He was thirty-two and twenty. Yeah, that's not good at all. Yeah, but I mean, he played at Pittsburgh. Like Josh Allen played at Wyoming. And what was his record? Like Josh Allen went to like Texas or Ohio State or Alabama. Yeah, I think going off the top. Josh Allen was sixteen and jo- eleven. Count uh, counterpoint in my face. It, Josh Allen's a top. Two top three quarterback in the league. I I agree with that take. I don't know. I never saw Josh Allen in college. I've watched Kenny Pickett. I would not as a dude that jumped off the couch screaming when Christian Hackenberg got drafted and then saw what happened there. One of the all time videos. If I could find that, we should put it in the podcast. Uh, yeah, we should. <laughs> Jay, we need that in there. Um, I yeah, I just I don't see if I'm a franchise guy, I'm not. Just to be very clear, uh, Patrick Mahomes was 13 and 19 at Texas Tech. All in my mouth. I'm not taking Kenny Pickett. So, Gerber had this luxurious college career. Uh, didn't start three years at Ohio State, graduated at Ohio State, transferred to LSU, didn't do much his first year, and then won a national title in one year. I On the best the, college football team of all time. What, for sure, top five college football team of all time. 
Like can't can't argue that. Like that was a great team, but it's like I don't know. I just you still got a lead. We'll see. And when you get into the room in the NFL, we'll yeah. everyone's got the best sure. football time. Sure. We'll see. Yeah, big day Thursday. I'm gonna. I I think you're gonna see some some guys uh, slide back a little bit. I think there's. I was thinking about this. I was gonna say four. I was like, yeah, but it's gonna be more QBs. I just I don't think so. I think you're gonna see more skilled positions. It's 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 not gonna be that exciting. I think you'll see a couple early in the second. But I think there's only going to be two in the first round. On yeah, see, I think that's first. more exciting as a viewing experience because it's just more of the other guys and it's more movement. Yeah, I would rather see, again... For yeah, cards, just, I get it. Yeah, top five be QB, 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 you know, all-time defensive end. I don't disagree. Where was Josh Allen picked? <clears throat> first first round? Too high. I don't know. I think he was the eighth or ninth, one of those. Yeah, that sounds right. Eight sounds right. Yeah. Josh Allen was picked seventh. I still think he sucks, but whatever. We'll, we'll figure That's it out. That's ridiculous. Later. I hate the Bills, and he doesn't suck. You hate the Bills? He's a Patriots. Yeah. He's a Patriots fan. I hate the Bills and the Jets. I hate, yeah, I hate the, the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, Jay, uh, Jay said, good heck of a throw in by Jay. He said, uh, Josh Allen was taken after uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen. You hate to see it. I mean, weren't there rumors coming around? I'm almost positive I remember seeing this. I was, I remember where I was watching the draft that year. There were reports saying that the Browns were debating between Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen for the number one pick. That would be mm. a real... I thought it was Baker and Rosen they were debating. It was, I think. No, I thought it was Baker. No. It was Baker and Rosen. I'm like 99. I was at the top of that draft waiting to see who they were going to take, so I knew who I was going to get. I'm almost positive it was Baker and Rosen. Because in my head, it was Sam or Josh for the Jets. Shout out to the guy that. But Marwan after all them too. NFL Shout out to the guy on uh, SB Nation on April 27th that said the Browns nailed it with Baker Mayfield. Tough. Tough. I got something for y'all. Man City plays Real Madrid today. Liverpool plays okay. Villarreal tomorrow. In the two okay. legs of the semifinals of the Champions League. Yeah. Who do we got? No idea. As a lifelong City fan. Um, I think I'm going to go with City. Uh, and then I'm also going to go with Liverpool. They have that cool saying, right? They have that song. Liverpool, you'll never walk alone. Yeah, yeah that's that. pretty electric. That's, that's like super It's the electric. most electric. <laughs> they, they, they sung it for Cristiano after his uh, child yeah, passed away. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, like your heart's with us. You'll never walk alone. Pfft. Yeah, elite. elite. Super elite. Elite. Speaking of elite, overtime elite. Hey, shout out. <laughs> Speaking of elite, overtime elite. Signing, signing the number one kid in the class, Nasir Cunningham. I would love to hear what Tyler thinks about this. I'm fired up for overtime elite. It makes sense to me. 2024 class, number one kid. S- sounds like he's still keeping his college eligibility open, though. Not yeah, taking money. Yeah, that's you mentioned, Lou. You picked up on that. Yeah, he's not taking a dollar from them in salary or in whatever because he can take money through NIL and maintain his college eligibility, which I find interesting because, like, aren't isn't the point of going to overtime elite that you just play there for a year or two and then you just go to the league anyway? So what's the point of keeping your eligibility? But I guess keep your options open. It makes sense. And I get, I also don't know, like, what the difference is between taking a salary or deal from overtime elite and doing yeah, like an what's, NIL deal. What's the overtime salary looking like? I saw somewhere, some like, it's like 115, 120, 130. 
That's pretty good, actually. That's, that's more good. than I thought. But like, what's the difference yeah. between doing an NIL deal and doing that? I don't know. That, that's kind of yeah. Don't you think like somebody like couldn't overtime just pay him a hundred grand to be in the tops product and call that his salary and then yeah, or like wear overtime gear on the court yeah, or whatever, like sneakers. Like not a salary. So what do you guys what do you guys think about you know overtime elite did a tops Chrome product right? There's a couple guys in there that are going to be, I would expect, lottery picks next year. I think there's just one guy who's going to be a top 10 pick in this draft, I think. And I think there's a couple that's coming up in the next draft. Um, regardless, do you think those cards have like potential considering, you know, they're going to have call, you, you know, as soon as they come out, they'll have college basketball product. They'll have uh, that they'll be in no uniforms, right? And they'll have you know, regular cards. Are those cards, do they have long term potential there? I think it's based I think a lot of the viability of those cards long term has to do with the overtime brand. So the growth of Overtime Elite, the growth of their basketball league, I think is a big piece of how those cards are valuable over time. Like there's Trevor Lawrence autos from before he got drafted too. That in the that top American. Leaf, I'm talking about yeah, I'm oh. Leaf. I'm talking about the the tops one. Like there are out there, right? And then it's just a matter of which of those has the strongest brand going forward, and those are the prices that go the highest. So I think a lot of it has to do with the overtime brand. But I do think like Tops Chrome, the first auto this kid ever signs in his life is going to be on that card. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I, I mean the Trevor Lawrence Leaf All American autos do pretty well. Like those aren't those aren't cheap. Those are those are I think some of the nicer ones are four figures. That's crazy. Yeah, but I, I agree with Lou. It just you know, if overtime is is around and continues to grow, and that that brand and that presence gets bigger, I definitely think they they the the cards have potential. I don't know enough about it at the moment, like in terms of like the league and some of the players. So can't comment too much on it. But yeah, like where do they play their games? Do they play them like on like YouTube or something? Like where are the games streamed? Yeah, that I don't know. I mean, I know the headquarters is in Atlanta. The games are played in Atlanta. I've heard really nice things or good things about like the 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 arena and the campus, and I've heard, I've heard. we should go. That'd be fun. So. They're great people. I, I love that crew. My guy Sam who led a lot of the card stuff. Um, I think they have real potential. You look at the market. You look backwards. If those guys are guys and those are the first cards, like people are gonna search for them. Yeah, and I think it takes one guy. I mean, this Nasir Cunningham could be that guy. It takes one guy to really put a spotlight on it and then really allow it to grow, right? If if mm-hmm. this kid is amazing, right, and it really puts some eyeballs on Overtime Elite, I think then it, then it just it's it's all up from there. Yeah, like I wish I knew more about like youth basketball, so I knew who these kids were, because I think that would give me a more educated perspective. I just don't know who they are, so it's hard for me to say if it's viable or not. I had to take a little pause there, but we're going to get right into the Facebook questions. I believe Jay said we have five of these this week, so we'll probably do a little rapid fire. But these are going to be uh, from the Facebook group, Car Talk Pod. So make sure you guys check us out on there, especially if you're interested in getting any questions on the show. That is the place to do it. So question number one is from uh, Joaquin Lagos. Isn't that Joaquin the Dream? He always comments. I think that's who that is. Uh, How do you all... How do y'all ship more expensive cards? I always get the insurance, but I've heard some bad stories when trying to make a claim. I've actually thought about just flying cards over 10K, but interested to hear your guys' approach. Yeah, thanks, the dream. So there's a couple things that typically I'll do, especially on bigger transactions. The first thing I've started to do more recently is ship it overnight. Should be the first package out, you know, or 
First package somebody should get throughout the day is your your package. It should not sit in, you know, the less time it spends with FedEx or UPS or the post office or whoever, DHL, whatever it is, um, it the less time there, the better. So I'm all for uh, shipping it as fast as possible. Insurance is great. I can tell you we have like insurance companies, so we don't, we're not as big on like some of the FedEx, USPS, UPS insurance ones. Like from my understanding, just from years of shipping FedEx prior to, you know, having a shop and getting bigger, we, you know, FedEx would always tell us they only insured uh, cards and collectibles up to a thousand dollars. At least that's what we were told in store. Don't know how true that may or may not be. Um, I, I like the idea of flying to get to ship cards. Everybody's got their own price point. Some people it's five grand, some people it's 50 grand. That's different. But typically where I start is getting it there as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that's right. Like basically if you're shipping a car, everyone has to come up with a number in their head. I think 10K is the right number to think about starting to fly it. Um, I've used the FedEx slash UPS insurance. You can pay extra for that. The problem with that is that it's marked with how much it's insured for, which is a great way to get your stuff stolen. And I've had some experiences with that. So it's tough. I would definitely recommend collectibles insurance. If you have a collection that's valued over that amount, it's worth it in general to have. And then it also helps cover you for insurance of shipments. And I would definitely recommend that. I like to sell at shows. I, I, yeah. That's what I, in, you're not. A, you're not really an online seller. You're more of an in person. Yeah, seller. I'm not a. Yeah, me. I haven't sold a 10k card on eBay. I've sold multiple five figure cards in person. But yeah. So next question is from Donald Schaefer. He says, "What are some non sports collectibles that you guys would make a play on? Disney trading cards, starting lineups, or a big boy four feet statue?" FYI, Ryan, I think those Star Wars boxes would have been a long term play. Love the show, guys. So we did. Uh, for some perspective, Brian and I went down to an antique mall. Uh, not too long ago and went through and did a vlog about it. There was a big boy statue in the thing. We talked about getting that and putting that outside the shop. Um, didn't get it too big, but um, yeah, any non-sports collectibles plays? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love, I use Rally a good amount. Um, I I actually just saw I had five shares of, uh, of the Pokemon First Edition. I, I moved those just recently, but my favorite thing on there is first edition Philosopher's Stone Harry Potter book. Um, it's like 120, maybe 130 grand. A lot of money. But when I look around, I'm like, I don't know. It feels like a million dollar thing in, in 15, 20, 10, whatever years. And like, I'm like, man, if I could get just one of those myself, um, I think that would be sweet. But all things Harry Potter, I believe, has a super long runway. I would also say non-sports collectibles. Yeah, I'm starting to dabble in some art. Like my favorite artists, just like actual like physical art pieces. I like some of the Star Wars cards. Tickets obviously is happening uh, a good amount. Is it? It, it? it seemingly is. Where I was going is I just, I've got zero. I've got zero for tickets because when I think about the reason I collect, I collect for memory's sake remembering moments remembering times remembering like my interests and i collect my own tickets when i go to events even down to printed ticket masters uh but i don't buy uh, tickets aren't for me yeah i don't i because i feel like i'm buying someone else's memory i'm like that's a great way to put it i was gonna say 
I think something I've been thinking about in my head, and I haven't really gotten into it yet, I don't really have the time or the brain power for this, but I'm just going to throw it out there into the world and maybe that'll make me get into it more. I think in general, physical, old school things you hold in your hands are going to be more and more valuable as time goes on. The first edition philosopher is something that comes to mind there. Like old, like any kind of old books, I think are very, very interesting. Um, I just think as the world, this is a very basic take, but as the world becomes more and more digital, things from our childhood, my age in like the 20 to 35 year old person range is the type of physical collectibles I'm thinking about just in a world of those of people who are going to be the fastest to adopt the digital mm-hmm. while also still having nostalgia for the physical as well. Yeah, because we, we, we had cassettes. Exactly right. DVDs, yeah. VHS. VHS. I mean, w- newspapers, tickets. We had all that stuff, but we're also going to be ready to go for the digital age. Um, I mean, one of the things I've picked up over the years, again, to games, I've to teams I like or events I was at was like uh, newspapers. Like I've got framed newspapers of like Patriot Super Bowls, the Cavs coming back to beat the Warriors 3-1. Giannis is first time I got one of those. Bengals AFC championships. I don't have those. Um, Ohio State national titles, things like that. Um, so those are cool. Again, just uh, I don't I don't collect tickets from like games I haven't been to. That's not something I'm into as much. Um, so tickets from like games I've been to are cool. Like when I saw LeBron, when I saw the Warriors win their first title in Cleveland, I was there for that. I have those tickets. Like that's cool. A lot of Ohio State games, Ohio State Michigan stuff like that. Um, so yeah, tickets, newspapers, things like that are, are intriguing. Non-sports stuff, like I would say also, uh, you know, I would love to be able to get some Harry Potter cards in the future. I've been open about that on the show before, um, but yeah. You know what else I love? I like the giveaways from the big games. Like I have every uh, towel I've gotten at Astros playoff yeah. games. I have all of those. And I have the one from the World Series when I went in 2017 that I still use like every single day. Like I have it. And I have one that I've kept off to the side. And I think that's something I'm going to like really cherish when I'm older is like the 2017 like Astros stuff. So those type of things are interesting as well. If the Jets could get in a big game once in their lives, that'd be great too. I'd love to have something from them. Courtney said I could see myself buying a ticket to an event that I went to but didn't save that ticket. A hundred percent. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I could see that too. If you weren't there, that's weird. Yeah, something like that. So, Eric Eckstein asks, what product, topic, show, etc. would you like to see Zero Cool use as an upcoming product release? I think, uh, it's funny, my, where my head initially, immediately went to old Nickelodeon show characters. Like, if there was, like, a rocket, rocket power set. Oh, I mean, gas. Right? I think that that would be, like... <laughs> pretty fun i think the back backyard baseball is the is the one yeah and and i put up that card the amount of responses i got of that that was probably the most interest close to most interest i've received back from like an instagram story about cards was the pablo sanchez card and like an auto rocket would be a fire card fire yeah. the problem is it's just not tied to shout out players exactly week, it's not tied to much like it would be fun and there's like who like yeah there's just no real humans and like yeah, yeah. exactly because like with the jackass it's tied to the movie and like wh- what's the reasoning why it would come out but if you just had a straight nickelodeon set cat dog spongebob oh, patrick like all of them were just smashed into one nickelodeon ip that i think would be fire 
I'd be all in on that. I, I think something to that or like um honestly like there's a there's a bunch of different angles to go with it. But yeah, I think something like maybe like reality TV set would be interesting. Like a, mm-hmm. a shout out to the, all my all my people who watch Housewives, like a Housewives set would be gas. Housewives set would go crazy. For real. It really I think it actually would go crazy. Well, your thing was for a while like real world road rules, like the challenge. Oh yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. I mean a real, real world set I would buy everything. I'd buy an unlimited number of boxes. I'd buy the whole print run. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. Selfishly a big fan of the Peaky Blinders Peaky TV Blinders show. Another um love that show. Would love to see some cards around that. So that's cool. I would I, I think, especially because you've seen it recently in cards with you know, Bieber or Jay-Z um, more specifically because they have more cards, but I would like to see like, um, you know, musicians, rappers, like some sort of set there, whether it's Topps Chrome, like, you know, musicians like Drake, Taylor Swift, Bieber, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kid Cudi, like just going down the list of like what those would sell for. I think that kind of stuff, like music cards. A dope partnership would be like, if they could revive the XXL freshman list mm-hmm. into a card set every year, that would be huge, I think. I mean, it feels like... Yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> that actually seems like really obvious. Lou, Josh. can we just clip this section yeah, and send and just it to Luber? drop it over to Luber. Like, we got you, bro. <laughs> we got you. All right. Cooper Pama says, PSA reopening news has really died down. It used to be a new grading price open every few months, but now we're stalled at $50 with pretty solid turnarounds. What do you think you'll see... Not for a while. PSA, Never. again, uh, yeah, there are still orders from PSA that are you know, a while from, you know, a while ago, a year old. Um, so I just don't think they're going to open up those 15 to 20, 10, $20 cards before that stuff gets caught up. Just doesn't seem like the move. I would imagine it's, I mean, we when we had Nat on here before, Nat mentioned what end of the year is what they were shooting for. Yeah, I, I don't foresee a world where they're back in the ten to twenty dollar range anytime soon. I, there's just a lot of extenuating circumstances. They still have the backlog. Cost of doing business is certainly up. I'm sure for them, and there's still. Yep. They, I'm I'm positive people can say whatever they want. I'm sure their in their uh, input volume, like the amount of cards going into them, hasn't gone down in any significant manner to where they would need they would feel the need to lower the price to get more business. Yeah, I mean, the backlog at one point, I mean, when we talked in that, I mean, it was astronomical. I mean, you can only grade so many cards per day. It just, especially as you're not getting zero cards in every day now, it's just, it's got to be a lot. But Luke Horton says, if you could only pick one, what would you say is your favorite aspect of the card hobby? The community. The people. Yeah, for all it is and all it isn't, like the conversations are the most fun part. I don't really have a lot of people in my regular life to talk to about cards, so having a group of people to talk to is fun. The downside of that is I think the hobby is very hive-minded, and prevailing sentiment becomes what everyone says for a couple weeks at a time, and that changes over very, very fast, which is not great, but that would still be what I would choose as well. Yeah, the people, friends, relationships. I've made a lot of them including the people on this show. But no, I've made a lot of friends and going to events and yeah, just like trading culture is fun. Talking about potential rocket power (laughs) sets of cards. I just love it. It's cool. Agreed. All right. Play of the week. 
Jay says, play of the week's coming in hot on slide one. So, okay. All right. Think everyone says, Hey, hope you're well. I, I'm, I'm a collector from South Africa. been watching content for a while now. And I think I would, I thought I would give this a shot. I bought the max raw last year, had to send it to a third party grader to help slab it and got a PSA seven with shipping and grading fees. My cost was just under about $2,000. I sold it as you can see on auction and got paid out $12,235. So in all in all, Made just over $10,000 profit. Super happy. So it's a first year max for stop in. Orange Refractor. Uh, it's the, what, the true rookie, the num- card number six uh, from first year Tops Chrome. It was a PSA 7. Sold at bids on Probstein for $13,299. Um, I know D, think F1. They have an incredible uh, F1 collection. I've seen them post, it, post a lot of stuff um, over the last year or so. Um, Big fan, love this play. Fifth, that's something to think about. I want people to look at that and see it, like from a pricing perspective. Of this was a fifteen hundred dollar raw card last summer, which, by the way, last summer it was already starting to get heated up. If he, if they would have bought this in May of twenty twenty one, it would have been probably a lot less. The, the F one growth it just boggles my mind to this day. Yeah, first year orange of the future of the sport seems like a a big card. But I mean, a seven, like some people are going to say, wow, a seven sold for that much. You know, that's, this was common in that set. These are super, like a lot of those cards came out of the packs, just crushed, smoked. Because were they sticky? For for better or worse. I don't, I know the answer. I don't remember how it is, but it's, it's the, in, they made these in a different factory than they normally make them in. Well, I don't know the answer. This is the prevailing sentiment. Mm. The, the, in this, in this, set they built it in a dip they built them in a different factory and in that factory there's a little thing where they shoot the cards through to put them into the packs there's like a little uh a little thing that they are all hitting and so all the edges are messed up on the on the bottom side of the cards yeah it's like the top and the yeah, bottom top and the bottoms all have the like same the issues. card if you flip this over it's like the top like above his head and the bottom like mm-hmm. by his legs like right there like those parts were smoked there's like indents on the back like scratches i mean i don't have one the on seven here. is probably average grade Damn. Yeah, seven's about what you can expect on a 2020 F1 card. And Max is the boy. He's fully the boy. Mm. He's a maniac. He's the boy. All right, next play, Jay. All right, so this is from R Cameron two three. It says play of the weeks. Uh, play of the week. A couple months ago, I saw Michael Bunning. Uh, wait, a couple months ago, I saw Michael Bunning was playing on a line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. So I grabbed one of his young guns for eight bucks. And as he kept scoring more in the line, I decided to send it to PSA Economy Service for 50 bucks since none had been graded. After a month, I received it back and it was the only 10 and it was one of three graded. Only 10? Sold an auction auction for $770, netting me a little over 600 profit. That's pretty good. That's a play. That's 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 a play. play. That's a great play. There's one at auction right now with nine days left and it's at 276. With 33 bids. So there's a lot of... Who is this person? Who's Michael Munting? I don't know anything about it. line made of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Uh, yeah, I guess. Leafs are good. No supply. Hockey. First to market. Which is crazy. A PSA 9 did $78. Yeah, the PSA 9 and PSA 10 gap grows every day. significantly. The, the valley is every so day. crazy. Yeah, wild. Seeing it more and more, huh? Wild. Yeah, it's getting bigger and PSA bigger. PSA 10 is just everything. Hockey and F1 plays, yeah, that's true. Good one. Next. 
All right, JC2 collects. As a Big Ten basketball or tournament fan, I always believe Poole had great potential as Golden at Golden State if he could get minutes behind Curry and Clay. With Clay out, I began grabbing more of his cards during the basketball dip summer slash fall. Found some raw Jordan Poole in a value box at a local show in Tennessee. I'm not from Ohio. <laughs> I negotiated a lower price for a handful of cards. Well, I mean, stop. Stop real quick. Oh, no, he acknowledges <laughs> There are two things in here. One, he's not from Ohio, and two, he made offers on a value box play. Shout out JC to JC knows that. what he's doing because he just went higher up the list as a potential winner just off that's, that sentence alone. That's how it works. Just that's off that works. sentence. Those two sentences alone. Plenty of right, Pool is playing well, so I graded this hyper prism with SGC and got a 9.5. Posted on eBay at the end of the season, at the end of the season, as he was getting the most improved player hype. Despite 17 watchers, someone won an auction for under 100 bucks. I would have been pretty happy for the small profit and cash flow, but thankfully he never paid. I relisted it as a promoted auction and end set and set it to end the day after the third Warriors playoff game. Pool took off on the national stage in those three games. Auction ended with 48 watchers and 350 views. It sold for 270 plus shipping. All told, I spent $10 on the card, 25 for grading, and $35 on eBay fees for a profit of about 200 A little longer of a play, but I followed through on the vision while I waited for other pool cards to come back from PSA. Great work. This is how you... St- have a perspective. This is you know that if this guy gets minutes, he will be good, and he is lighting up the NBA right now. It's awesome. An individual won the auction, didn't pay. Hate to see that. Hate to see that. I get it. That's tough. Yeah, imagine imagine buying something you know that you really wanted and not paying for it. Yeah, it's like never can never. It's like almost like wanting to be somewhere, wanting to be somewhere, not you know not going there. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, heck of a play. Wish he was from Ohio, but heck of a play. I said in our as in our in our group chat over the weekend. I said if you're from Ohio, like this post, and those are the people I don't talk to in our group chat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next play, Jay. All right, so this is from oh, this is cool. Uh, this is from Christian. It's a uh, Klee Card Collector Fifty Eight. Spending for Player of the Week. So about two-ish weeks ago, a friend of mine hit me up and asked if he knew anyone that wanted to buy the rest of his card collection. He decided he wanted to move on from cards and into game-used equipment. Well, he sent me the photo of this card, his card case jam-packed full of stuff. I said I may have interest and asked for the price. He told me about 300 bucks. So I asked what his absolute best price would be if I drove the hour to pick it up at his place. He told me 240 cash. So I drove out the next day and picked up the box. Pretty much bought it blindly, knowing what was, not knowing what was all there. I may have looked at a row or two while driving. But I found some gems, nothing insane, but a bunch of 20 to $70 cards you'll see. In some of the pictures below. As of today, I've sold 28 cards for a total of 5.94 net, and I've still got a little over two rows worth of cards left. Love it. So some of the cards sold. There's a John Morant uh, rookie lot, the one with I believe it's Young Dolph, uh, 24.50 sold for two of those. He sold a NXT Bailey Auto at a 99 for 40. Sold a Recon Fred Van Fleet out of five for 58 bucks. Sold a Triple Threads Cabrian Hayes rookie auto at a 50 for 100 and a Desmond Bain courtside red wave, uh, which is the team all exclusive from select sold for 35 bucks. Always love a good lot buy. Me too. Um, big fan of like buying in bulk, piecing it out, doing the work. That's why, you know, I think value boxes are so nice is, you know, you can get a bulk discount. Those are typically cards. Somebody doesn't want to do as much of the work on. They're cheaper. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm big on value boxes. So uh, I like this. This is a good play. And, and driving to pick it up and getting a discount. Gotta love that. Love Negotiating it. that. Putting in, in the work. Putting in the work. Flacco. And he's from Ohio, which is tough. Put him in the dirt. The number one, one Duke Johnson collector. 
<laughs> Gotta love that. Gas. Another F1. It's uh, Hydro Sports Cars on IG. He says, hey guys, love the podcast. After getting back into collecting after be about 30 years, your content has been so helpful. This past weekend, I attended my first card show since I was a teen. I was inspired by Ryan's dollar box moves and decided to look for some hidden gems in my current obsession, F1. If it wasn't before long, I found this price at $2 Canadian. It's a couple of 2020... 2020 Chrome color cards, a purple out of 399 Land Stroll. Shout out to Lou, big fan of him. <laughs> and an orange 70th anniversary Pierre Gasly portrait. I don't know the comps offhand, and even asked the seller if they were sure that the cards were at two bucks. They were. Sold the Stroll that night on eBay for 20, pretty good, 10x. Sold the Gasly for <laughs> sold the Gasly for 280 on a Facebook group. After shipping, my profit is 265. Thanks for the great t- content. Keep it coming. Love it. It's a great job. 265 for all for that card's pretty good. I feel. I mean, let me see. Hold on. I got to check this now because I mentioned that stroll cart earlier in the show and he just sold a purple for $20. You got crushed? I mean, I sold an HGA 9.5 Lance Stroll Aqua for $20. Yeah, hate to see it. You just... I mean, my man got a raw purple for 20 and I sold one for an HGA 9.5 for fifteen sixty five plus shipping. Respect to everyone involved. I think that may have something to more to say about how that card is being held as opposed to the card itself. I mean, yikes. Twenty dollars. Sick. Yeah, shout out to Hydro for putting it up for buy it now and getting twenty, because I did not uh not get that. So nothing wrong with Good that. For him. I mean two two eighty on a Gasly seventieth. Not as big in the seventies. I understand there's like there's people that buy them. I'm just the non-numbered short print thing. Like for this, when there's a true orange, you could buy it. I mean, heck, heck of a job to him for making the play. Just personally, I'm not. I've never been as big a fan of the seventieths. Me too, because it's doubled up and it's kind of confusing with the orange versus a seventy. Like sometimes the seventieth orange and the regular orange sell for similar prices, and it's like, what? How is that possible? Yeah. All right, Jay. Is that the last one? I think it is. Yeah. Then we have that extra slide. He said we're going to pick a winner first. I'll pick a winner first. Okay. So scroll back through. I think I know the answer for me. but Luke, before before you pick, yes. is your hatred towards Ohio going to affect your decision-making in this? It absolutely is. <laughs> At least you're honest. I li- That's what I respect about you. <laughs> At least you're honest. At least you'll tell we gotta, us. We got to spread it around a little bit. It's too much. All right. I almost feel like we should start taking off people's usernames. I think so too, because it really poisons it. Because it really poisons it. Because I think there's one in here that like, I would pick like, this is the one I would pick. Yeah, I know you would. This is very you. I want to pick the one to be honest, but if it didn't have any usernames on this, I think this would get more picks. The fact that this is from Ohio is hurting my man because I think Lou would, would pick this. Does this individual have two submissions? No. Go back. Go back, Jay. We have to go back before we can go forward. Okay. You know. Are you there? Are you listening to me? He's having internet issues. Keep sliding through. Michael Bunting. I feel like I saw that Browns person twice, but maybe I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. Cool. All right, I'm going to pick that one because that's the right winner, but we should take away the the names going forward. Because I really don't want to pick this. I like them. I'm, the right I'm taking the Michael Bunting play. 
He's giving well, he's giving which, me away. Which one are you taking? You want to take you want to take the you want to take the pool? You want to take the F one? Let the let the users let the let, let let the audience vote. Lou, pick a third one. Let the audience. So you're vote. picking Cleveland. I'm picking Jordan Poole. Okay. Let them pick. Let the people pick. All right. So we'll uh, we'll put this on IG stories. Well, there'll be three options. You guys can pick the winner. So you got Jordan Poole, right? Uh, value boxes, buying in the summer dip, thinking he could be good to get minutes behind Curry and Clay. Graded it, did well, got a little lucky with the not payment, did a sponsored auction, did really well. Then you've got uh, Christian driving to pick up a big deal, negotiating that discount in there for driving and spending the time to do it, bulk, you know, piecing it out in a lot, doing all that. And then you've got Ty's guy making the play on, hey, this guy was playing with Austin Matthews, Matthews and Mitch Marner, seeing so he's got good guys around him. Very similar to the 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 Jordan Poole play. Like, hey, if this guy can get minutes, he could he could have some potential here. Graded it. First to market. Did really, really well. Uh, got a PSC 10. Got 770 on that. So uh, you got a Michael Bunning play. You got a uh, Jordan Poole play. And you've got a bulk lot play. So we'll put it on IG. Feel free to vote tomorrow. Uh, when this goes live, would love to get your guys' opinion. It's just at Car Talk Pod on IG. I know we have another slide to do. Can I just? This is a purely football question. This has nothing to do with extenuating circumstances and the like. I'm looking at the Car Culture 2 eBay store right now, and I'm seeing the types of cards that are available there. There's some bangers for the people. If you want to take a look at that, I would say that. But isn't Deshaun like really low? Price wise, taking out the part where he might be suspended and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You think his stuff is cheap or cheap? Is that what you're just... Very cheap. Oh, I don't know. It based on where his circumstances are, I don't know. I agree. If you believe he's going to play this year, and based on his talent alone, and aren't they know, the most hey, talented team in the league? They've been that way for a while. But, but they don't have OBJ. They don't have Landry. I mean, they got Cooper. They got. I mean, they got the their backfield's amazing. Their defense is good. I mean, it's, shout out to my man Denzel Ward. Go Bucks! Huge payday. <laughs> You're so annoying, bro. Who cares? <laughs> I respect it. I so respect it. I so it's respect unbelievable. it. Unbelievable! This kid just loves Ohio State. I so it's so it. crazy. Uh. Deshaun, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm I understand just, that it's a very difficult question. I, I what is happening here? All right, so we got an extra slide. No, no, wait, finish, wait, finish, I finish, I. Jay, go back. Don't show these. Yeah, I, I just want, I don't uh, want to see this. Yeah, I don't know what is going on here, but Luke, um, J- J- there we go. Thanks, Jay. I just don't know if I understand it's difficult. I might not be playing. I think just people are like done with it. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you think people like wait, wait, wait. Just to be clear, like people are like move past it, like they're putting it under the rug, or they're like, hey, no, Deshaun Watson's a bad guy. Like, I just think like mass market isn't going to invest in Deshaun Watson cards, no matter what happens. Yeah, I, I dis. I don't know. You disagree? Yeah. So, may, right now, Tiger right Woods now. didn't do amazing things, and Tiger Woods is the most liked athlete in sports from the last twenty five years. To put Tiger I'm not Woods, to, I know, I'm not, I know, but to put Tiger I'm Woods, I'm not trying to justify to, anything to like that. To put Tiger Woods like, and Deshaun Watson in the same category of sporting individuals, do you realize yeah, Tiger Woods is 
Like, like there's not enough. Like, the, there's like, the hey, like, the there's goat. not even like Peyton Manning doesn't can't sniff Tiger's job. Like, there's no oh, athlete that is currently alive. Agree, you know, so could like, not agree more. But you, your argument was that like people well, are going to say, hey, right now, okay, if Deshaun no Watson thanks. wins three Super Bowls in the next five years, sure. Bro, if Deshaun Watson if comes out in the yeah. first game, forty-two to nothing, yeah. and Deshaun Watson throws five touchdowns, his shit will skyrocket. That's just how the world works, Ty. Like, skyrocket. if they're the best team in the NFL and he's playing and he's balling out, no one's gonna care, right or wrong. Yeah, I'm not trying to argue ethics. I'm just saying if Deshaun Watson comes out in preseason game number one and they and he dominates for two or three possessions, you're know, like, dude, they look scary. Deshaun Watson stuff to the moon at the national. Sure, one game, whatever, fine, but like. In, in I'm not four saying years I would buy it, now, I would hold it. That's a different Sean conversation. If hasn't won a Super Bowl, his cards aren't going to be worth shit. Yes, you can say that for everybody. Sure, and if... Uh, agreed, and if Luca never wins a title, is Luca yeah. stuff worth anything? Uh, we I, could go down that argument about, like, hey, some of these prices are high for what they have or have not done. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, if Deshaun Watson comes out early and the Browns play well in a tough AFC conference... His stuff has potential. I don't we'll think see. you'll see the same bump for him as you would see for others. We'll see. I'm glad uh, I brought that up, though. That's a very interesting yeah, conversation. We'll see. Last slide. Yeah, we'll see. All right, extra slide. So, Jace, this was a, like a bonus play of the week type thing. All right, this is from Cream City Cards. It says, hey, guys, love the podcast. Been listening for a minute. Just curious on your thoughts on a recent buy. What's the 2022 Super Glow Auto of Haley and Hannah Cavender? Recent Fresno State transfers to Miami for the final year of college. Their popular social media following in TikTok, they have about 3 million plus. And their Instagram following, they have over 300,000 each. They were among the first college athletes to sign an NIL deal, signing with Boost Mobile, amongst others. Also, signed a next in line deal with WWE and have been called the next Bella Twins. If they can develop the proper skills to compete in WWE, Given their current popularity, it's not insane to think they would get a strong push if they make it. I bought the auto for about a hundred bucks, and then listed uh, on the listed one fifty. Also, watching one in auction that ends in two days, they've been selling on eBay for ninety to one twenty five. Given it's their first auto, I thought the potential was there. Curious on your take. I love this, <laughs> but you love WWE. It has nothing to do with WWE. It has something to do with the fact that they have three million followers on TikTok, and they're these twin sisters who are going to be professional athletes and professional. Famous people for the rest of their lives. What does Ty. the Miz autos do? A little different, but he has so many autos now; it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, but yeah. I mean, I think people underestimate the "Hey, this person's famous." What their autos would sell for, type thing. I don't think a hundred dollars for a dual auto of people that have three million followers on TikTok is that crazy in the world we live in now. I don't know anything about it. I mean, I I do remember Lou talking about. Uh, Pause. Let's talk the, about this. This was there was one purchase on April twenty second, April twenty first for a hundred dollars. There was one purchase on April twenty fourth for three hundred dollars. It's getting so. Just to be clear, just to be clear, that's pre card talk. Uh, it's getting the weird. fact that it went from a hundred to three hundred dollars. This is Why would it go from $100 to $300 though in four days? I don't know. I think so. This one was an offer accepted. Like this one had an offer, and then I think someone just binned this other one. Yeah, but why would it go up 3x in three days? It was, I, think, I think the volume is so low. There's just only so many listed. So people just want one, they're going to buy it. 
Yeah, Jay said they didn't sell it, so there's no play of the week, of but course. it's an interesting talk. Yeah, I mean, there's what was none that? on eBay. What's Gabe, Gabe, Gable Stevenson? Yes. That's the one guy I remember Lou talking about, like the Minnesota wrestler pre like WWE, like leaving his cleats on the mat, prism cards, things like that. So, I mean, what's okay, Super Glow, bro? Do you know what that is? It's like a newer product. I think of it like, I thought of it in the same category as like wild card, like not licensed stuff, but like they've got some leaf. cool jewels. Oh, uh, yeah, but the, some of the cards in there are really cool. Like there's a Chris Olave, CJ Stroud duel. Uh, there's 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 some cool stuff. I've seen a few of them. Wow, there is some good stuff in here. Giannis? They have Giannis autos? Cool. Giannis signs a lot. I guess. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay. This is a great play. I love this. This is really interesting. Yeah, if they turn into WWE, that's I think that's, you know. If they're the Bella Twins, that's the Bella Twins are huge. Are they? I mean, yeah. I don't know anything about Yeah, they're the very Bellatons. they're very very famous. Very interesting. <laughs> Some of the first athletes to sign in a yeah, cool. Love it, Cream City. Cool play. All right, uh big release week. Big release week. Uh a couple things. One football comes out tomorrow. Uh, on release day for a card talk. Revolution basketball comes out and Bowman University football comes out this week as well. So lots of Isn't there another Tops product coming out? An unlicensed basketball product? Tops finest basketball drops on their website exclusively. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. I feel we should talk about that a little bit. Unlicensed Tops basketball that hasn't been around in a long time. How do you feel about it being exclusive on their site? Ryan? Um, honestly, I didn't know it was coming out until yesterday, until I saw it on Twitter. Um, I think it was a little bit of a surprise drop. That's kind of why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, uh, shout out to Fanatics for doing the... Uh, what was... They did something, like, last week with, like, the Mosaic fanatics exclusive blasters where you had to like get in like so similar like what PSA's done mm-hmm. where you've got to like be in there for the drop so basically you can't use bots to get all of the product um thought that was kind of cool um so if if they did it like that sweet if it's something that you know somebody with a bot can buy 485 boxes and control the market because five people with bot access can can buy them all you know as, as long as the people that want to rip them can rip them for an non-insane price i would be i'd be cool with it i think it'll be cool well looks like the checklist has got some decent names on it vince carter like shack dirk dirk Rice. steve kerr autos like those are yeah i know they've signed but that's not nothing yeah top baseball right. 2022 series one nfts on thursday yeah we didn't get to talk about the 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 wander at all came out of a pack in a walgreens yeah, shout out to that. Shout Pretty out to nuts. Liam James. Todd, you see that story? Liam James yeah. for the Willy Wonka golden ticket at the Walgreens. That's fire. I think that's great. Crazy. Could you imagine? Had... I need to pull something massive. I've never pulled anything massive, unfortunately. I want just a massive pull. 11,000 packs, $150 a pack for tops uh, Series 1 NFTs. Interesting. I haven't. All right, I gotta, I gotta run. I gotta dig into the Panini blockchain and all that jazz. Yeah. See you, Ryan. Peace. Ryan, I love you. See you Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. Bye.
That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.